Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, a one-shot actual play role-playing game podcast. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and All-Around Host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. All intellectual properties, including game material, setting material, music, and whatever else, is used without permission. None of it is ours. We're just using it to enhance our gameplay. But, an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S-T-E-R. Also, please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyHammerK and on Instagram at SkyHammerPress. If you want to run your own games and need a few ideas... Check out our Roll D4 adventure prompts on social media. And if you pledge a dollar a month at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress, you get four full adventure seeds on every Roll D4 adventure. Before we get started, a quick note. If you've been following our wonderful ongoing D&D actual play campaign, Rise of the Ancients, starring Jen Blackmoyer, Patrick McGeehan, Amanda Hicks, and Corey Hicks, and set in Alexandria, it has a new home. This podcast feed was getting messy, so going forward, one-shots will be found on Massive Damage Adventures, and Rota episodes will be found on Massive Damage Campaigns, a new podcast stream that you can find where you found this one. Please rate and subscribe. Thank you. We are doing Fate again. Plus, we're doing Fate next month. No, wait, we're not. This is Deja Vu. Sorry. This is Jade Punk. Tales from Cowshow City. It was kickstarted in 2013 by Reroll Productions and raised almost $14,000 to develop a Fate Core version of the game, as well as Cortex Plus and Powered by the Apocalypse versions. Stretch goals included an adventure series, a world book, a technology book, and a martial combat book. The digital edition of the game was delivered only a month or so late. For the creator's first Kickstarter and first RPG product, that was pretty dang good physical copies shipped out in the following months, you know, with a couple of delays. Then work started on the adventure series and supplements, which had been broken up into smaller releases. In December of 2016, they released the finals of the technology supplement and the adventure series. Then they went radio silent for almost 16 months. The 2018 update, the last update on the Kickstarter, owned up to the mistakes that they'd made and laid everything out. In the five years since the Kickstarter had launched, Cortex Plus had fallen apart, and PBTA had gotten big. Reroll Productions hadn't finished those versions, the World Book or the Marshall Supplements, and they had been out of money for a long time. Their plan? Run another Kickstarter that would bring Jade Punk into a second edition designed in D20, somewhere between 5e and 13th age. They promised that everyone who backed the original Jade Punk Kickstarter would get a free PDF version of the second edition. That Kickstarter never did show up. Still, I'd had this game sitting on my digital shelf for five years and never played it. I decided that it would be a GM pick for Season 3 of Massive Damage Adventures, and here we are. 
Jade Punk was inspired pretty clearly and heavily by The Legend of Korra, but also by movies like The Man with the Iron Fists and Wild Wild West. It's steampunk wuxia cowboy pulp action, which is an incredible mix. The setting leans very heavily on interpretations of Asian culture, which I found a little problematic. So, in my game, I tried to turn up the steampunk and cowboy aesthetics without giving up on the magic and martial arts. Core to the world is jade. It's not like our jade, though. This is magic and comes in different colors. Most prevalent are green and red, which are used for stability and energy. There's also blue, white, and black, which translate to flexibility, freedom, and elevated mysticism. Black jade can also be used to combine other types into multicolored jade with experimentation, and who knows what'll happen. Like Fate of Cthulhu before this, Jade Punk is based on the Fate Core rules, but it's not exactly that. They've gone ahead and made a few modifications and subsystems to make the game their own. Most notably, Jade Punk uses professions in place of skills, much like the Fate Accelerated approaches. In this game, you don't roll to sneak, you roll your scoundrel profession. Scoundrel will cover everything a scoundrel might do, from sneaking to backstabbing to cheating. There are also dueling rules to simulate those incredible one-on-one -on -one fight scenes like the Donnie Yen versus Jet Li duel in Hero, a criminally underrated movie, and an incredible fight scene that single-handedly introduced me to a love of spears. Honestly, go YouTube the Nameless and Sky duel right now. I will wait. Better yet, I will put a link in the show notes so that you can get there easier. Now that you're back, we'll talk about the setting more. The setting is cool, with a magic-fueled gold rush into a formerly inconsequential kingdom, which has become the center of commerce, intrigue, and power of the world. There are martial arts clans, airships, inventors, and all sorts of interesting things mixed together. And the art in the book is ridiculous. It is incredible. But what Jade Punk does not do is acknowledge that there is a hefty amount of cultural appropriation here. I don't see that this game would be made today, now that people acknowledge that projects like this require diverse production teams. I don't expect I will ever run a campaign in Jade Punk, but I'm happy that I gave it a go and did this one-shot for you and for the players. Now, if you haven't played or listened to Fate games before, here's the quick rules rundown. The world is made up of aspects, which are short phrases that describe characters, situations, connections, motivations, locations, whatever. Importantly, they are always true. Some examples are youthful martial arts master, jade tech gunslinger, or covered in shadows. In gameplay, aspects help set the scene and define the characters, and by using fate points, players can invoke aspects to get a plus two on their rolls or to reroll their dice. Aspects can also be compelled, meaning the game master can suggest a course of action in line with the character's aspect, but against their best interests. If this compel is refused, the player must spend a fate point. If the compel is accepted, the player is awarded a fate point for them to use later. But then, they have to act according to their aspect. Like, if a character is suspicious of everyone, and someone offers them help, the GM could compel that aspect and say, if you refuse the help, because you're suspicious of everyone, you can have a fate point. Does that make sense? It's a narrative tool that takes a little practice, but it's a great mechanic to define characters outside of flat numbers. K 
characters are also made up of professions, stunts, stress, and consequences, which are, you know, mostly flat numbers, except for the consequences. Professions are rated generally from 0 to 5. Stunts let you break the rules and do interesting things in specific circumstances. Stress measures how close you are to true injury, and consequences are aspects that represent physical or mental trauma that you take in the course of your story. Jade Punk also includes a lot of special signature assets, usually things like Jade Tech weaponry, but also allies and vehicles and such. But how do you do things? The player character states what they want to do, the GM sets a difficulty, then the player rolls four fudge dice and adds their profession rank to get the total. Fudge dice are six-sided with two blank faces, two pluses, and two minuses, and they average out to zero more often than not. If the total of the roll equals or exceeds the difficulty, the player's action resolves successfully. You can also succeed at a cost or succeed with style, depending on how you roll versus the difficulty. And if you want to get more shifts of success, you can always start spending fate points and invoking aspects to increase your total. So, that's Jade Punk Tales from Kalsau City. It's a game that had a lot of promise and fell a bit short. With the right team, it would be a way for us to play games in the worlds adjacent to Legend of Korra, Wild Wild West, and Afro Samurai. But, unfortunately, I guess I'll just have to keep waiting for my perfect Cowboys, Ninjas, and Magic game. The adventure we play today is a truncated version of the published adventure, The Vigilance Committee, Volume 1, the first part of the adventure supplements that were funded by the Kickstarter. Our players today included Andrew Wedman playing Poe Lee West, the JTech engineer, Tim Lam playing Wang Lee, the farmer, David Booth playing Rold, the gunslinger, Corey Hicks playing Taya Kwan, the young fighter, Amanda Hicks playing Katinka, the sniper, and Jen Blackmoyer playing Florence, the warrior. And David, if you are listening, it literally took me to just this second for me to say playing Rold, the gunslinger, to put together that you're playing Roland, the gunslinger, from the Dark Tower. Is that what you're doing? Is that what you did? Because I didn't get that until now. Anyways, straight to the game. Okay, here we go. Enjoying tea is not something many folk do in the Irish districts of Kaosau City, which are renowned for their sweetened coffee. But that's exactly what our heroes find themselves doing this sunny morning. Strong winds the night before cleared the skies of the heavy, multicolored clouds that usually cover the city, giving a clear view of the airships that slowly lumber across the sky to anyone sitting on the veranda of the Divine Cup tea house. According to the young waitress, there's more people out enjoying the good weather than usual, despite the recent violence that's plagued the neighborhood. People from all of the great nations, as well as many others with more humble origins, can be seen. It isn't an uncommon sight, at least in the neutral districts, which are just down the road from here. All in all, it's looking to be a good day. And the best part you haven't seen a single guardsman or watchman all morning, other than sipping tea on the uh, tea house's veranda. We'll find out what everybody's doing, and I'm going to share some pictures before we actually get 100% started. So, 
if you look in the chat, this is the district that you're in. So you're uh, a little bit in from Loch Mythos, Mythos, which is uh, the lake in the middle of the city. And around the lake is actually, you know, the richer districts. This one's sort of middling. We're, sorry, we're in the circle? Yes. And I'm going to show you where you are. Whoa. Yeah, so you can see uh, you are actually probably underneath that um, uh, like sort of well, I can't think of the word like the fabric bit that's sort of hanging um, and then the three level building beside it is the tea house and then it's sort of pressed up against all of these other buildings that go up several stories into the sky to a big bridge um, and the city around has canals and it's quite multi-level the physics of this confuses me don't think about it <laughs> Okay, so let's go to Amanda. Could you tell us about your character? I'm going to start if that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to start if that's cool. Uh, so my name is Florence. And um, I should put my picture in the chat. I'll do that in a second. But I am a assassin. So I'm part of an assassin team with my twin sister. Um, and I am like, I carry a big broadsword, um, and I'm just a little bit of an odd duck. So yeah, I think I'm going to guess we're here at the tea house, my sister and I, uh, just doing like a really low key celebration of a very special anniversary that her and I know if that's none of your business. <laughs> Is that everything you need a bit? Yeah, just, uh, are you inside the tea house, or are you out on the veranda enjoying the sunlight? What do you veranda? What do you think, Amanda? I would say veranda. Um, yeah, we're just kind of hanging out in the veranda, having some tea. Um, a little bit of a celebration, but also we're kind of always, always looking around, seeing what's next. So seeing if there's uh, anybody that we need to be aware of. That is also at the tea house. Um, so yeah, Florence is my twin sister, um, and I am Katinka. And... So I in the chat. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thanks. And um, yeah, I am. I'm a sharpshooter, so I am uh, all into more of the guns than my sister is, um, and. Yeah, very proper and elegant of a person. I um, I was yeah raised very proper. We kind of went through some things, but uh, she is has found out she's quite good at killing people with a gun. Cool, Corey, you're up. All right, so I am Taya Kwan. Um, I am riffraff, think Aladdin, um, but a little bit more renowned amongst the, um, scoundrels. Um, I 
witnessed a martial arts fight when I was a child, and I would be damned if I wasn't able to learn and um, become a master myself of the martial arts. I, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, okay. Uh, I, uh, I'm in the, um, uh, the cafe under the tapestry there, probably in the back, um, just relaxing for a moment while I drink my tea and gather my center. And then I am probably going to pickpocket a couple people in here. <laughs> cool. Tim. Uh, my name is Wang Li. I'm actually a, an older, actually quite old man, um, mid, uh, mid to late 50s or early, even early 60s. Uh, gray hair that's uh, normally reached down to my shoulders, but it's been tied up in, in the sort of like Asian traditional sort of bun thing and stuff like that. I've got a mustache and a beard that travels down a little bit. It hasn't gotten that old sage quality, but it is a uh, pretty pretty well grown in uh darker skin leathery someone who's been out in the elements a lot through his life you know working as a farmer and so on uh also wear linen clothes very simple well made nothing fancy and beside me is a rice paddy hat that i like to wear to keep you know the sun off my face and as well as a cane that i don't need but carry with me anyways and yes and i am at the tea house because i want to drink tea is your sword totally not a, is your cane totally not a sword no it's not a sword at all actually it is just a cane it's a walking stick a normal walking <laughs> stick cool all right uh andrew all right i'd probably be in the tea house, kind of uh, taking a look at some piece of um, uh, like engineering and writing notes down about it. Um, I have platinum hair, uh, short hair, and um, uh, younger features, um, uh, a younger adult uh, with just kind of dirt, kind of, and grease. Kind of on the cheeks um, or lower jaw and hands, but you can tell I kind of did a quick wash up to come to the tea house. Sorry, I missed your name. Uh, po Lee West. Um, po first name and then Lee West uh, for the last. Ah, uh, okay, Po. Thank you. Awesome. David. Okay, so I'm going to be playing Rold Mitchum. Um, I'm kind of got the whole cowboy look going here with some long, messy brown hair underneath the big cowboy hat uh, with a big uh, poncho thrown over me. You can kind of make out what looks to be like some sort of pistol underneath, but you can't quite make it out. Um, I've got a big kind of scruffy beard that's growing in, uh, sitting in the back, enjoying some tea, uh, very respectful to the servers and big tips 
but kind of keeping to the back and keeping to myself. Um, basically, yeah, that's, that's me. Awesome. And uh, so I'll just clarify. Tim, Andrew, and David all said that they were inside. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Three in, three out. All good. So um, everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. Uh, the other people in the... Oh, very nice. Uh, the other people in the tea house are just kind of having a relaxing morning. Um, the one character who did state they were going to be doing something active was Taya Kwan. So could we perhaps get our first role as a scoundrel role to see how you pick some pockets? But of course. Just checking if any of my uh, assets would help, and I don't think they will. Uh, no. Okay, so then I will just roll a the four dodge plus two. Sounds good. Oh, and uh, I had set the difficulty at as an average. So with a negative one, uh, you fail. Yeah, real bad. And so um, as you're sort of reaching over into somebody's pockets, one of these servers kind of comes by and just sort of smacks your hand very quickly and uh, like glares at you a little bit. Um, I will just walk on out then. Okay, you walk out of the tea house? Yeah. Alright, sounds good. Then just give me one sec. Okay. Raybox text. As you're um, heading towards the door, you notice a man um, leaving in front of you. Uh, he's dressed as a rickshaw driver, and uh, he's wearing the wide conical hat. Uh, he walks out of the tea house ahead of you and um, looks behind himself, and you sort of see this uh, nervous tension in his face. He's moving a little bit suspiciously, and uh, he begins to hurry across the street. Was there anything you wanted to do, Corey, or will you just head back, head out onto the street? Uh, um, yeah, so I think I'll um, follow him, but sort of like keep a little bit of a distance. Yeah, the street is sort of moderately filled. There are people walking back and forth. It's easy to... It's easy to... Um, kind of move with the crowd, but keep your eye on him. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just keep following him for a distance, see where he's headed, and... 
Well, he mostly cuts directly across the street and he heads towards an alley. And as he sort of like steps into a bit of the shadows, he takes off his hat and pulls his shirt off, uh, throwing them down. And you can see these sort of intricate white tattoos all over his chest uh, that glow with the telltale signs of refined jade ink. And um, he grabs a bag and then starts heading between the buildings. Like uh, grabs a bag from the ground that was apparently secreted here as he drops his clothes. Right. I will. Uh, so I'll I'll keep following. Um, I wouldn't. I I would uh, identify him as similar to myself. I have green jade tattoos. Um, so I'm super intrigued now, and I need to go see where he's going. I'm assuming to work out, but uh, I'll keep my distance. Okay. So. As you're following him, uh, there is a sudden massive explosion from behind you that nearly knocks you off of your feet. And you turn back and you see the front of the tea house is on fire. For the rest of you, you're sitting in there, you're enjoying yourselves, drinking your tea, and suddenly a massive explosion happens. Uh, seems to be coming like from the front of the uh, tea house. So uh, people inside the tea house need to defend uh, using Explorer against a difficulty four. Those on the veranda, a little bit further away from the blast, defend against a difficulty two. So go ahead and roll 4D fudge plus your Explorer. The difficulty for... uh, uh, Wan Lee and Poli West is a four. The difficulty for Florence, Katinka, and oh no, Florence and Katinka are two. Rold was also inside, so also against the four. Did I do that right? You did. So I'm going to start at the top. We've got uh, one that didn't work, and then so we've got a zero from Poli West, which unfortunately means a four shift hit. Oh, he kind of rolled it wrong. He went four D four D F four, I think, which only rolled a one. Oh yeah, I see that <laughs> D F four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Andrew, you're going to want to reroll that one four D fudge. Cause you rolled only one die. <laughs> so we'll skip to the next one. David, against the four, you got a five. So you dodge out of the way. Can you narrate how your character um, defends themselves against an explosion? Uh, yeah, as soon as I start to see the explosion, I basically flip the table that I'm sitting at right in front of me, and I just kind of duck down behind it. Nice. And so there's like uh, debris firing and like, peppering against the table uh, and you're completely fine. And then Amanda out on the veranda got uh, so that's Katinka uh, got a one against the difficulty two. So that's one shift of damage. Tim inside Wan Lee got a five. Do you want to narrate your defense? Uh, yeah. Basically what happens when the fire started to erupt, uh, there was sort of a he, he sort of leaned back in his chair and did a sort of swirling motion as he collected his 
his hat and his cane and just sort of redirected the fire and the sort of force around him as he moved away from it. Very cool. Um, and then, so we got Poli West, your roll was a two, which means two shifts of damage against the four because you're inside. Can you narrate how uh, Poli West gets hit? Uh, I would probably just try to protect the research a little more and that's how I kind of get hit rather than saving myself. Cool. And then we'll jump back up to Katinka. So Amanda, you got um, a one. So you take one shift so you can just fill in your one stress box. Uh, Do you want to narrate how the explosion affects you? That's like relatively minor, right? Yeah, it's pretty minor in in a way that it didn't actually hurt you hurt you. It just kind of knocks you off balance a bit. Okay, so um, Katinka was sitting there with her tea, uh, and as she hears the explosion go off, her tea cup that she's holding in her hand shatters, and she just gets, like, pieces of glass, like, in her hand, pieces of glass kind of shatter on her. But, like, not overly hurting her, but, like, that's also, nobody wants that. All right, sounds good. Okay, so as you're all getting your bearings after the blast, you hear shouting from above. Looking up, you see a large number of people jumping off of the higher level buildings and floating slowly to the ground below. Some of them uh, uh, sort of catch onto the buildings and hold themselves in uh, windows and on awnings. And they're each dressed differently, but they all have white jade tattoos across their bodies uh, in the areas that you can see. Uh, They're glowing. The tattoos are glowing as these people descend. And as a couple of the figures touch the ground, uh, the light cuts out. Um, They're wielding various martial arts weapons, uh, swords and long poles and nunchucks. Um, Some land across the street, some directly in front of the tea house, uh, several above you right on top of the veranda. but as soon as they land, their target is obvious. They all head directly towards the tea house, pulling their weapons and cutting down anyone in their way. Just bystanders in the street, anyone running out of the um, tea house, it's a slaughter. So we're going to go ahead and start this combat, which I just realized, I think somewhere along there, they mentioned that there was an initiative thing and I didn't read it. Uh-oh. Actually, yes, Tim, go ahead. So, initiative, if I remember correctly reading it, it is player starts first, and then whoever goes chooses who goes next. This includes NPCs as well. So, a player can go, and they can choose another player to go, or they can choose an NPC. And you... It basically goes... And then the round starts again with who... with whoever... When like a new round starts, when everyone who has gone, who can go, has gone, I believe. Yeah, so we're doing Star Trek initiative, same thing. I believe so. I'm just going to quickly double check while people get ready. Yeah, I'm there too. Okay, so establish zones. Determine who goes first. When you begin a conflict, the GM decides who goes first based on how the scene was introduced and the consensus of the group. Um. 
the GM wants an NPC to act first, he must spend a fate point from the NPC's fate pool, which is the number of players in the scene. Oh, I was wrong. After the first character has acted, that player decides who goes next. This gives the player who just resolved their action tactical control over the exchange. Uh, the last player to act chooses who goes first in the next exchange. Yeah, so, um, no, you got it mostly right. It's all good. And so, there are uh, seven groups of three of uh, each of these um, attackers. And so I'm just setting up the zones. Basically, we got uh, the veranda, we have inside the tea house, we have the street, and we've created a new zone across the street in the alleyway where Tayaquan is. So helpful to the group. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so right now we have two groups of um, attackers who are up on the um, like on the sides of the buildings pulling out rifles. Um, no, sorry, they'd have bows actually. They wouldn't have jade rifles. Um, and then uh, we'd have one group on top of the veranda, so that's three. Uh, one group in front of the tea house. One, two, three, four. So we'll put a second group on top of the veranda. And then two more across the street on their way in. And I would say that it's uh, between the two characters who were the least affected who get to act first. So that would be uh, Poe or Rolled, uh, however you want to do it. And we'll have Jen roll a defense right now, an explorer defense. Uh, who, who wants to go first between Andrew or David? Um, I say you can go, Andrew, because I'd still be down behind the table. Oh, sorry. I said Andrew, but I totally meant Tim or David. Oh, okay. Well, then still Tim, I think. Okay. In that case, so there's three zones. There's three of us inside this, like, inside the cafe, Three, three up. And then three outside on the streets? Uh, two on top of the veranda, three in the streets, and then two up on the buildings. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm going to go out into the streets. Um, put one, so I'm going to take a move, I guess, to go out into the streets. The Jumping over the rubble and stuff pretty athletically, oddly enough, for an old man. I'm actually going to have you get a roll for that because inside there's, um, as you said, there's the debris of tables and chairs, but there's also injured civilians that are making it difficult to move from inside out to the street. Because I have it, I feel like I want to use it. I will actually spend a fate point to activate my lightstep Qigong, which allows me to automatically overcome any obstacle can be moved through, around, or over. So with this sort of, sure. with this sort of depth like, kick off the ground, I sort of flutter through and glide out onto the streets. Beautiful. Just gracefully. And you find yourself out in the street with three people immediately in front of you, and then two more groups of three across the street, brandishing weapons. The ones in front of you, already a bit bloodied. In that case, I am going to... Yeah, I'm just going to attack one of the... one of the mooks, I guess. 
Sounds good. Mary, did you see my roll? I did. When Tim's turn's done, we'll rewind time and uh, see that. Oh, that was your roll. You've got it. Cool. Um, so they are going to defend. Um, ooh, they defended with a five. Oh. So that'll be uh, two back to you. So these mooks are acting as a group. And um, when all three of them are uninjured, they're they're rolling together, basically. And then as you're taking damage, you're, you're pulling them off. I thought defending didn't inflict damage back. Does it not? That's um, something that we did in Dresden Files. I don't believe so. Then don't take it. Okay. Yeah, you are the fate expert. I dip into fate occasionally. Okay, so, cool. Um, What did you attack with? Oh, bare hands. Ah, okay. So you go out and you start laying into them, but uh, the three of them are just sort of overcoming your attack for the moment. And now, as uh, Jen has just returned, um, quickly explaining, an explosion went off at the front of the um, cafe, and the veranda you had to defend against a two. You do with a three. Uh, So... Your sister had a cup, sort of like shatter in her hands and sort of uh, whatnot. What what happened to you? How did you defend yourself? Mm, barrel roll. I just like rolled away. Yeah, out of the chair and like just safe on the ground. Mm-hmm. Good All work, right. Fox. Do a barrel roll. Uh, okay, so then, Tim, if you want to uh, nominate the next uh, character or group to go. Oh, okay. Didn't plan that far. Crap. <laughs> uh, let's let's go for a spin, and we'll actually go it to Taya Kwan. Let's see what it looks like on her Okay, so Corey, you're currently in the alleyway, and um, the person that you were following has run off into the shadows, but the explosion has come behind you. What do you do? Um, so I try to um, st- steal away an image of the assailant that I'm assuming they're the assailant now. Um, and then uh, I sort of duck down from the explosion um pull out my sword which is a jiang long sword um it was my mentor sword it is pretty dope i pull it out and um i head back towards the uh cafe Excellent. So you can sort of move forward and you can see the street is chaos. Like there's smoke rising. There's a little bit of fire. People are running and there are three uh, white jade tattooed attackers standing in the street just in front of you heading towards the tea house. You can attack them right now if you like. Absolutely. I totally strike them from behind. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, Make your fight roll. All right, so I rolled a one, or 
a total of one, and you just got a seven. Corey, yeah. whoa. So I was using my Jare uh, Mastery, um, which I can use only when I'm wielding the longsword, though. So it adds a plus two to my fighter. Nice. So, yeah, with your seven, you come out and you take out all three of them in one attack. How do you do that? So, very smoothly. Um, I drew my sword. I ran across the street. I see these assailants, similar tattoos to the um, guy that I saw running away, I assume, was the one that caused the explosion. And I see that they are um, heading towards the cafe to um, wreck shop. So I, uh, with my sword drawn, I very majestically move from side to side, slashing um, almost quicker than the eye can see and just leaving them in a pile. Excellent. And who goes next? Remember that you can choose enemies because if you go through all of the friendlies, then all of the enemies at attack at once. Yeah, I was just thinking that the um, sharpshooters with the bows should go next. Okay. So then, uh, one group of sharpshooters with bows, and they do fire at Wan Lee. Uh, they there was a chance that they were going to fire just indiscriminately at the people coming out of the tea house, but they shoot at the person engaging their compatriots. It's better this way. So, Wan Li, arrows fire towards you with a four that you need to defend against. I'm... I think I might uh, actually spend a fate point. Hold on a second. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take the two stress. Okay, two stress taken. They, um, I'm just taking a look. Exceptional, exceptional. They have weapons which do have harmful two, so hang on. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, because. <laughs> That's a different story. Yeah, because I currently have two shifts, then it would be a four shift hit. But if you use an aspect to make it zero shifts, then harmful doesn't count and they don't hit you at all. Yeah, they just get a boost against me. Uh, in that case, I am going to... Uh, I'm going through all my fate points earlier. Right? Well, let's see what happens. I'm going to activate Enlightened Old Martial Artist to make this just a tie, so they only like, boost against me. Okay, so then we're going to add a little boost to you that's going to say, I don't know, distracted by arrows? Yep. So next attack me, like so an enemy's getting to evoke that for like a plus two to their roll. Boo. Indeed. And we're gonna have that be the ones that you attacked. They take advantage of the arrows um, pulling your attention away from them and they press the attack coming in with their weapons. Uh for a flat five. Oh. So only one shift over me. 
Uh, you've got a three. So yep. that's two shifts. Uh, oh yeah, five, two shifts. I can do math. Yeah, because they've got a competency bonus of fair and then plus one teamwork because there's three of them. So that's a three and then the plus two boost from uh, distracted. Fantastic. And then they also have harmful two on their weapons. So if you do take this, it will be um, a four shift hit. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go take it. I'm gonna take uh, my own consequence of uh, mild cuts. All right. Um, so then, them having gone, I'm going to pass it to uh, Florence in the veranda. You see this happening. That's me. So in the veranda, I see it happening, but they're shooting from above. Uh, you can see that there's a sort of an attack in front of the tea house where Wan Lee, this older gentleman, is hand to hand against a couple of weapons, and then some arrows come down from above. I'm going to help Wan Lee, poor old guy. Okay, so unfortunately, yeah, I'm rolling terribly. My God. <laughs> Unfortunately, you do have to, um, because the veranda is currently sort of filled with debris and panicking civilians, if you want to get out and into melee, you have to make uh, a roll to overcome the obstacle, a difficulty of two. Is that a scoundrel roll? Is that scoundrel, like, which one is, like, acrobatics? Yeah, it could be scoundrel or, or explorer. Scoundrel... Mm, if I were to try to sneak, though, would I not make it there this round because I'd be going too carefully with the debris? I would say probably, yeah. Sneaking isn't going to be... And I mean, there's not really... Yeah, great opportunity. Like, there's people coming directly, and there's also people directly above you on the canvas of the veranda. That's okay. I'll use my scoundrel as, like, a parkour to get over there. If, if that's okay. I think that that's... I think that that might be more of an explorer. Because okay, explorer so is there like, no way to there's no way to scoundrel over there. I think explorer is more like the mountain climbing and so on. So, so no way to scoundrel over there. I'm just quickly looking up the uh, professions. One sec. Yeah. Okay, so sneaking, coming up with a cover story, committing acts of crime. You can use it to bluff your way past guards, tell convincing lies, and misrepresent a situation to get something out of it. Um, <coughs> and also capable thieves. Uh, create convincing disguises, sneak past a guard, pick a pocket, create a convincing cover story. Yeah, I'd say that it's it's going to be Explorer. Okay, okay. Zero. Okay, so um, you sort of begin to move forward, but some of the civilians like grab at you, like, help me, please! And um, you cannot move out of this zone this turn. Okay, that's my turn. Uh, Tim, when you fail uh, a movement because of an obstacle, can you still take an action in that zone? Uh, I believe so. Because, I mean, it's it's all part of the move, right? It's not... 
using up that particular action. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Jen, your opportunity is to stab directly upward towards the people who are on the roof, if you like. Can step through the roof? It's just a canvas roof and people are standing on it. You should just cut the candle. I'm gonna like. I think I like to step up just so that they don't fall on me. <laughs> That's true. And for that, I'm not going to give them their teamwork bonus because they don't really see this coming. Um. So then I add my fight, but I don't add my sword because my sword is limited. Is that correct? One per scene. Uh. The only thing that is limited once per scene is upgrading a consequence. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I do get to add the plus two for the harmful. Uh, you don't add the plus two for the harmful. That's just damage if you succeed. Got it. So it's just my fighting then. Yes. I got a three. Okay, I got a four. So unfortunately, as you're stabbing through, um, you can hear them sort of cursing at you and evading backwards. Okay. Unless you want to spend a fate point and add a plus two or do a reroll. I do not. All right. Who would you like to go next? I would like uh, Tank to go next, my sister. Okay. Um. So is so at this point, Florence isn't in like any danger. She's tried to stab somebody but they like backed away, right? Yeah, and you can see that there's about six people above you that are probably preparing to cut through and start killing. And there's like civilians all around us? Yes. Is there any like children around us? No, there are no children. This is definitely an all-adult place. Oh, okay. Um, okay, then I would say that I am going to shoot. Shoot at them. All right, so you pull out your big rifle. Who do you shoot at? Um, whichever like figure seems closest to us. So there's a group of three directly across the street heading towards the veranda. And then there's the six above you that you can't quite see, but you can see where their feet are. And then you could also, if you moved forward, even without leaving the veranda, look up and see the uh, bow users that are sort of clinging to the sides of buildings. Um, I want to go with the people right above us that Florence attacked. Okay, so go ahead and roll your attack. Nice. Those ones are not going to be in long range, so you're not going to get your situational bonus. So you're just going to roll your fight. And sorry, my fight is... Is it that uh, same roll D? Yeah, it's 4D fudge plus your fighter under professions. Okay, and then so I'm going to roll for their defense... I thought uh, I was wrong. What were you wrong about? If there is someone who's acting... If there's an obstacle you need to overcome in order to move, it does take up an action. But, no, oh, too late. Yeah, oh, it's okay. okay, I missed. 
now we know going forward. Uh, so you got a three, but I unfortunately, even without their teamwork, got a four. So you fire through, but uh, you do not hit unless you want to spend a fate point to invoke one of your aspects to get a plus two and score the hit. No. Oh, wow. These guys are so badasses, goddamn. <laughs> okay, uh, so who do you want to go next? Um, let's see, Poe and Rold have not gone, and then there's one, two, three, four groups of baddies who have not gone. A lot of baddies. Let's go with a bad guy. So yeah, do you want the ones above you, the last group on the side of the building, or the ones on the street? The last group on the side of the building. Okay, then they are going to shoot down at Taya Kwan. Sorry. How dare they? So they actually leap off of the building, activating their tattoos and floating across to the other side so that they have a better shot at you. And as they're in the air, they start shooting arrows down towards you. That's pretty rad, though. I wish activating their tattoos was something like that was real in normal life. Well, I also activate my jade tattoo, which is a protective and sturdy. I don't believe that that needs activation. I think it just gives you extra stress boxes. Oh. Corey, you're just an extra stress box. But you need to defend using Explorer against a two. Or, I suppose, wait. Do you defend with Fighter? No, you defend with Explorer against range attacks and Fighter against melee attacks. Explorer is all around. Fighter is melee only. What is my That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, so because they're they're shooting at you... Oh, look at that. You got a five against their two. You easily um, dodge the arrows as they're floating, and then they land on the side of the building. Um, and then I am going to have rolled... I'm going to nominate Rold. David, you're up. Okay. Uh, so there's a whole lot of confusion going on inside of the tea house, correct? They're screaming and crying and shouting. Uh, so I'm going to stand up from behind the table and just kind of yell out in a very authoritative voice to try and calm everyone down and get everyone to the back of the tea house and away from the streets. All right. Make an aristocrat roll. Okay. So you're overcoming the obstacle panicking civilians, which is going to be a difficulty two. Ooh, and it's just a one. So you could spend a fate point and re-roll your dice or add a plus two. Now, could I invoke an aspect to get a bonus for that? Yes, Yes, that's what spending the fate point is. Oh, okay. Uh, Then I would like to... Yeah, I'll invoke my... uh, fact that i was trained by the government to be a cop that i'm very like authoritative and can really control people when we're in a panic nice i like it and so as you do that people begin to respond and start moving and we clear out the uh sort of panicking injured civilians in the uh inside of the tea house that trouble is no longer there perfect and then i can still move correct yeah, you can move around in this zone. You could actually exit the zone now because the uh, the obstacle is gone. Right. 
then yeah, I'm going to run out of the tea house after and kind of see what's going on, on in the streets. Okay, so you burst out of the tea house, and in front of you, there are three sort of tattooed thugs standing uh, by an older gentleman, and they're all fighting. Uh, and I'll, I guess, yeah, I'll kind of run up towards them, and then I will pass it over to them. Okay, so they've already gone, but there is oh, another group. Went? Yeah, but there is another group in the street that you could pass it to. Okay, yeah, I'll pass it up to the other group. Okay, and so uh, seeing you sort of burst out and acting very, like, official, they immediately zero in on you and uh, go to attack. Oh, no. <laughs> so you can defend with uh, Fighter. Yes. Oh, I rolled terribly. I got a one. And I got a five. Oh. Nice. Uh, so they come in, like, sort of weapons uh, slicing and slashing. You can see, like, there's blood on them. They've obviously already been attacking the people running out of the tea house, uh, and you're able to fend off all three. Perfect. I'm going to pass it to Poe, and as you're sort of getting up, you notice a man in a sort of wide-brimmed brown hat and a long duster kick open a door uh, in the back of the tea house and step into the area, sort of telling people, get into the kitchen. Okay. Um, um, is there... Am I able to see out into the um, main yard there? You can see out into the street uh, where uh, Rold and Juan are fighting with six of them. Okay, um, I don't know, am I able to just throw something out into the courtyard as, like, a distraction for the bad guys? Like, I don't know if they have bombs or anything, but if I could throw something that might look like a bomb, or... There's definitely bombs. I mean, they just set one off. Um, yeah, so what we could do... Uh, is we'll come up with the aspect for it later, but we can say that you have small bombs, or if you just want to do a distraction, you could make a scoundrel roll to create an aspect that says they're distracted by a threat. Uh, yeah, I'll do just the, the scoundrel roll distraction. Awesome. Okay. So then uh, go ahead and make the scoundrel roll to create an aspect. Oh, good. That one's no good with a negative one. So you could spend a fate point and invoke an aspect that you could say, uh, you could create a new aspect saying, I'm always tinkering with little things and sometimes they go boom. Yeah, I, I think that would make sense for my character. So yeah, I'll, I'll spend a fate point and do that. All right. So um, let's see. We were going to create an aspect. So that's a base difficulty of a two. So you're going to need to re-roll and hope to roll zero on the dice at minimum. The uh, plus two? Yeah, still with your plus two. All right, so you succeed and you create a situational aspect with one free invoke. So we're going to have that be distracted by a threat. Yeah. 
cool. And so you've got um, that is just there now. The the baddies are distracted by the threat of your bombs. However, one of your friends can use that for free without spending a fate point one time. Uh, and then you can pass it on to the baddies. We have the two groups on top of the veranda left. And so uh, they are going to cut through and uh, drop down into the veranda area, six of them dropping in. And so they're... Nothing. They're going to attempt to sort of cut through and overcome that, and if they succeed, then yada yada. One group cuts through and lands very perfectly, ready to attack, and so they'll look around and they'll see Florence with um, her weapons out, and uh, or her big sword out, and will attack her. So Jen... My sword's got a red jade tip, or like edge. Yeah, and these ones, they're attacking you with fighting. And I defend with, um, you said explorer? With fighter. Oh, or okay. explorer. You can pick between the two. Yeah, you can pick. Go with the higher number. Uh, they only attack with two. Ooh, I finally defend with a zero! Okay, so then, uh, with their harmful two, that's a four stress hit. Ouch. Unless you want to spend a fate to uh, invoke an aspect on your defense. I do not. I, <laughs> Amanda and I were talking about how we're not good at spending fate. I will uh, spend a two, and then I'll get a mild consequence. Sounds good. Okay, so that was both of theirs. Do you choose a mild consequence, or do I? Um, uh, let's say that you got, like, your head wrong. As, like, a nunchuck hits you. Oh. Concussion. Uh, okay. So that's everybody who has gone, which means I'm going to nominate the beginning, and I'm going to say rolled, because it's super fun. As, um, you're stepping out, and I'm assuming you're drawing your guns... Yes. Uh, the man in the duster and the hat steps out with you and pulls his gun out, giving you a teamwork bonus of plus one. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, nice. Oh, boy, teamwork bonus. Um, so I'm just going to kind of look at him a little bit, but not really say anything to him. And then I'm just going to start firing at uh, that group that kind of came at us. Uh, yeah, hang on. Did we lose somebody? Yeah, we lost Andrew. Yeah, he just needed to reboot. Oh, okay. He said he was having issues with his internet. Gotcha. That always sucks. Okay, sorry. Say again, David. You're going to shoot at the guys that are right in front of you? Yeah, the guys that kind of came up and tried to fight, but I pushed back. All right, and you get a plus one teamwork bonus from this man as he steps out. Draws a red jade revolver. And is it fighting for shooting? Uh, yes, it is. You're going against a two, because I rolled terribly. And I rolled a six. 
Dang. Okay. And uh, it is an exceptional uh, revolver, so you cannot use stress boxes to reduce the hit. Ooh, all three are taken out. So, like, you and this guy are standing back to back and just firing in, and these three drop. Nice. Nice job. Um, And, like, as you sort of hold your guns and look and, and key on the next group, he says, My name's Manuel. Good shooting. You too. Names rolled. All right. Uh, and who would you like to go next? Um, let's say, uh, let's see Wangley. All right, Tim, you're up. Okay. Um, so the three that were in front of me are down? Or no, the three... the three that ran across the street. Okay. So there's still three in front of me. In that case, Correct. I am going to continue trying to fight them. <laughs> Hopefully I do much better this time around. They are distracted by a threat, and we didn't use that up on Rold's attack, so you can key that right now. Although I suppose you could do it after the fact. Well. Uh, which you might want to, as I got a six. Well, no, that the problem is that, that was with the plus two, so. Oh, no. Right? Right? Yeah, that's a lot of is, I know, it's. My rolls have been trash, except for that one. I got one good one, and everything after it's like, yeah, go to hell, old man, right? Oh. And so are you going to uh, throw some fate in there? No, I am holding onto one left. <laughs> okay, oh, only one, yeah. Who would you like to go next? You know what? I'm, I'm going to say Poe. Poe. Poe can go <laughs> and hopefully yeah, save so, my butt. So Poe is still in, and then but Taya Kwan is across the street. She's actually closer to you. Oh, that is fair. Um, I'm, yeah, maybe- Corey, I'm assuming that Taya Kwan is female. Are you female or male? Yes, yes. I was planning on playing a female, but uh, nondescript so that, you know, my voice doesn't throw everybody off. <laughs> All right, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh... Yeah, maybe I'll go actually go with Taya on this one. She did an emerald job clearing out the one group, so hopefully she'll go on this one and save an old man in the process. So, right. um, the archers, did they land into my zone? No, they are still up. Oh, oh okay. So they floated across, but they never came down. That is correct. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, then, um... I would sort of not be phased by their arrows since I defended them off so easily that I would push forward and help this old man out. All right. So, yeah, uh, the street's mostly clear. You push forward and you go to attack these folk. Uh, Go ahead. All right, so it'll be the same sort of idea. Pull out my sword, use my mastery, and uh, try and kick their butts. All right, I'm rolling defense. Uh, I got a two. I'm, you're attacking against a two. Where was that two, Merrick, earlier? Where was that two uh, earlier? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so I rolled four. I rolled a four, but uh, I also have harmful two on my sword. Nice. Then with that dealing four uh, shifts worth of damage, that will take them out. All three. Nice. Of them. Nice. Did you take out three? Are you like single handedly taking out all of these four? Not single-handedly. I mean, like, Rold killed a bunch with his friend Manuel. Oh, I wasn't here for that. Hey, Arches Arches oh, still yeah. Okay, uh, so then, uh, who would you like to pass initiative to? We've got Poe, who hasn't gone, Florence and Tatinka, um, the two groups of archers, and the two groups of fighters in the veranda. So I would like to throw it to either one of the archers. I feel like either um, the one group would keep their eyes on me and shoot again, or the other group would see me coming in to help their target and fire also. Sounds good. So I'm, yeah, we'll say the one that's focused on you, and they're going to shoot at you. Uh, getting a five. All right, so that's two shifts of damage coming at you, and that's harmful too, so that's four shifts of damage. I have uh, protective one. It's only three, nice. Nice. Only three shifts, then. And I'm assuming the bonus stresses are one, two, and three, and I only have two, so it's one and two? I think so. I don't know for sure. Okay, we'll just go with that. Um, I'll just fill in my third stress. Sounds good. And then I will pass it to the other group of archers who will now shoot at Wan Lee. Oh, no, actually, they'll fire at the uh, at Rold and Manuel because they just shot a whole bunch of their folk. So firing at Rold, uh, you need to defend against a four. Uh, and that's Explorer for ranged, correct? Correct. Ooh, and a six. Nice. So arrows wow. kind of <laughs> down around you, but they're mostly like going through your billowing. I'm assuming you also have a cowboy coat. Yes. There you go. Uh, okay, and then we will pass it to Tatinka. Okay. Um, I was just clarifying. It's Katinka. Okay, I saw it in the chat that it said Tatinka, so I just changed it. Sorry, I spelled it wrong the first time. I was doing it too fast. Um, okay, so... Are the people still right above us? Uh, they have all dropped down, so there's six in the veranda with you. There's, like, kicked over chairs and, and tables and all these people with weapons. Cool, I'm going to shoot again. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to shoot, um, I guess somebody who's like the right distance that I can 
shoot them without anybody being in the way. It doesn't really matter who. Just I'm assuming somebody is kind of in that right distance for me. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Three. I also got a three, so that is a boost. What does that mean? So right now you haven't actually hit to do any damage. Um, you could create... Uh, yeah, this is an attack. No, wait, tie. Yeah, gain a boost instead of doing damage. So you can like have them ducking for cover and create a new situational aspect. Or you could spend a fate point, uh, get a plus two, make it a hit, and then you'd be doing four points of damage. Can I use it as like maybe... It was, they're ducking for cover, but it was also a distraction because Florence is going to go next and she's like going to go up behind them or something. Like, can he? Yeah. Okay. We'll do it yeah, that way. Absolutely. Later. So they are ducking for cover. Um, and then you pass it to Florence, which means that she has a free boost. Thank y'all. You're welcome. So, how do I add that boost into my roll? Just an additional plus two. Sweet. If you want to use it, because you can use it after the fact. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it to stab. I'm going to use it to stab and slash some real good. Sounds good. Uh, that gives me a four. Oh, I should roll defenses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I only defended with a two. Sweet niblets. I've never done damage yet, so is it just four because my harmful? Uh, so, since I got a 2, and you got a 4, it's 2 shifts of damage, and then your harmful does an additional 2, so it's 4 shifts. Perfect. 4 shifts of damage. Alright, and that's, so that takes out one of the groups. Yeah, teamwork. Um, so, as you come in with your sword, and they're ducking from the gunfire, you're slashing through, and three of them go down. Who- who would you like to pass it to? Um, have any of the baddies not gone yet? Yeah, the other group of three in the veranda with you, and then the only other person to have not gone yet is Poe. I'm going to give it to Poe just in case he can kill these three before they get to go. Alright, Andrew, you're up. I mean, I don't know how much killing I can do. Uh, so- oh, it's all on you, Poe! Sorry, is it just the two on the veranda then? Uh, yeah, there's three in the veranda, and then there's six more sort of in the uh, upper area that you can't see from inside the tea house, but you've seen arrows firing down into the middle of the street. And I can see the three on the veranda? Uh, yes, you can. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much killing I can do. Is there... The, the people staying up on the top, is there... In the veranda, is there a way that... And I can kind of use the rubble to maybe knock down a little bit more of wall and kind of topple it onto the three. In the veranda, uh, there's no roof or anything. It's it's just a canvas that they cut through. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just throw another... Um, maybe exploding a uh, tinkered object. 
Sure. So create another advantage. So you can go ahead and um, roll your scoundrel to confuse them. Somebody's hucking bombs. Uh, yeah, so with a three, um, that will uh, have them in fear of explosions. Ooh, I'm a psychological killer. <laughs> and then can I just kind of be in cover? Yeah, you can sort of duck down. You um, don't get a mechanical benefit unless you are creating an advantage to duck behind cover. No, I just kind of staying out of the way. Sounds good. So then it is the people in the uh, veranda, and they are going to move to attack uh, probably Florence. That makes sense. And they are in fear of explosions, so if you need to, you can get a free plus two on the defense. Sweet. Uh, They only got a two for their attack which you would defend with Fighting or Explorer. I got a four before the bonus, too. Nice. So you are all good. End of... I'm really scared of those explosions. Definitely. Okay, end of the round. Gray box text happens. That face is perfect. (laughs) Shots ring out in the distance from further within the Arish district. A group of men, all riding horses and wearing long brown coats and wide-brimmed hats, are riding towards the scene, firing various-sized red jade firearms into the air. Uh, The attackers know that they're beaten as the Vigilance Committee arrives. Um... A few of them look as if they want to fight on, but uh, more of their number are sort of pulling at them, and uh, they start to activate their tattoos, and you see them jump up, and they start to fly upwards into the air, pulling themselves up the buildings, uh, sort of defying gravity and beginning to run away. Rude. They leave their fallen behind. Mm very rude um uh Taekwon will quickly hide her sword as she sees um what looks like the law coming in Taekwon would know that this is more like a uh it's more like a neighborhood watch with guns um there are a lot more they're a lot easier to deal with than the actual city watch. Is your sword illegal? Yeah, my sword's illegal. <laughs> so it's still worth hiding, but don't don't sweat too much. <laughs> they spot it. Is my sword illegal? Probably. Um, yeah, you're not supposed to be armed unless you're, um, you know, official. So a large gun would also be illegal. Definitely. Okay. Uh, our weapons are not that high, easy to hide. They're both very large. Very large. 
But as these uh, folk ride in, uh, what's everybody doing? Are you sort of gathering? Are you starting to help people? What are you What are you up to? I'm definitely helping people. Um, so I've like kind of stuck my rifle back behind my coat, and I'm helping people get up, helping people get out, helping get debris off of people. Uh, just kind of going around and making sure everybody's okay. Uh, I would like to be flipping over the um, dead people who attacked and rifling through their pockets for clues and money. Ditto. All right. So anybody rifling through the pockets of the attackers can make an explorer or scholar role, I guess. Oh, or even scoundrel if you're looking for it's depends on how you're looking. Less explorer. Explorer is physical. It's more scoundrel or scholar, I guess. Let me be real. I didn't put it in right. I thought you rolled an eight, and I was like, holy crap. I rolled a bad typing. But I did roll a four on my scholar. Nice. Okay, so Taya, Kwan, and Florence, as they search through the bodies. Taya, did you use scoundrel? Absolutely, I did. Taya um, or Taya? Taya, like Taekwondo, but with an I at the end. So, you find that most of the weapons um, are engraved with a um, very particular mark that looks like sort of a blowing wind. If I was, like, picking up my you know, bits of scrap metal and stuff, would I be able to get a glance of the uh, script and identify it using, like, a scholar? Uh, no, only if you were actually looking at the weapons. They're very small details. Does my scholar tell me what that symbol is for? Uh, you could make a scholar roll, absolutely. And I mean, uh, Andrew, you're seeing them look at the weapon, so if you walk over and ask, you'd be able to know. You just can't see it from just where you are. I got it. I got it. Sorry, sorry, say again. I got a two. Uh, a two, unfortunately, well, no, I suppose they're well known enough. I'd say a two is good. And I guess Corey got it with a three. Why is going to be helping people? Sounds good. Um, so the two of you, as you look at this, you do recognize this as the symbol of the order of the righteous and avenging wind. Oh my gosh, that's a long name. Order of the symbol of the avenging wind? Order, order of, the of the righteous. righteous. The Order of the Righteous and Avenging Wind in the chat. The men who rode in, um, they begin to sort of tend the wounded, focusing very clearly around the tea house. There are a few people across the street that go ignored for the moment. Uh, the men are quick to help one of their own, uh, sort of patting Manuel on the back and making sure he's all right, calling him by name. Um, one of the men 
steps up to uh, the group that's out in the street, which unfortunately is Tim. So we're going to say it's rolled standing beside Manuel. Mm-hmm. Um, say, that's a mighty fine mess you got yourselves into. Good thing we were nearby. Name's Boyd. I'm the leader of this here vigilance com- committee. Pleasure. Yeah, your uh, your your friend Manuel was a good help here. And he pats him on the back and uh, sort of leans back, puts his hands on his hips. It's awful kind of you to say. I gotta say though, I'm impressed. This your crew? Uh, I was just enjoying tea. These uh, these fine people just seem to help out with uh, with this ruckus. Well, as my folks are seeing to the wounded, if you wouldn't mind circling them up, I have a bit of a proposition for y'all. Fair enough. Um, I guess I'll walk around and try and grab everyone. All right. And so if you were helping people like the vigilance committee members come in and they start to um, take over and they obviously know these people like they're sort of the neighborhood watch. They're talking to people by name and helping them up and everything. So does anybody, uh, does everybody gather up as Roald is grabbing them? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I kind of come and be on the outside of the circle. Yeah. Okay. And so, back Hello. Uh, the leader of the Vigilance Committee, Boyd, has sort of circled you all up because he has a proposition. He says, it's uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks around this here neighborhood. I haven't seen you here before. Y'all new? Uh, Wang's gonna nod and smile and just say that I heard the tea was good, and the rumors were true. Too bad uh, the view was disturbed. Yeah, I reckon if we don't do something soon, things are going to keep escalating between us and this order. Um, since I'm from this area, can I, like, would I be able to know if this is actually going on or if they're just blowing it up or what uh yeah you would know that like since you're from the area you would know that definitely over the last couple of weeks maybe as much as two months um attacks from the order of the righteous and avenging wind have been coming have been happening um almost daily this is definitely the biggest one with an explosion and over 20 people coming and attacking. And so Boyd continues and he says, problem is city guard, they got us pegged and they don't like us when we go district to district. So if you're inclined, perhaps you could go and deal with them for us. And by dealing with them for us, um, I'm just wondering, what is the other side of the equation? What is it that we would gain? 
Well, I would say that a hefty reward, and if you needed it, spot on our vigilance committee. Oh, the reward would be just fine. Well, that sounds great. Let me tell you, the uh, order of the righteous and avenging wind are in the Tuyangan district. Just a little bit over. I just want to be clear, I don't speak for everybody, though. Oh, of course, of course. But if you see your way towards doing this here, service for our community, um, I do know that the Order is hosting a fighting tournament tonight. Don't know exactly where it is, but I do know that their leader will be there. You see your way to persuading him forcefully or permanently to stop attacking our people will be in your debt. What is the dress code for this event? Uh, I'll give you a fate point for being real awkward. (laughs) (laughs) As we're compelling your aspect. So, uh, you're saying a whole lot of platitudes. Give me a number. Uh, Boyd will give you a number in uh, jade weight that is quite substantial. Uh, Wong is actually going to uh, motion his hand in a sort of just like a waving away, and goes, "No need for no need for a word for me." Oh, he also doesn't speak for the group. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna I'm going to self invoke my belief of no reason to help others, in that I don't need a reason to help others, so I don't need a reward either. Awesome. Have a fade point. And Rold is going to be know that as as long as the order isn't actively targeting the city guard, there's no chance that they'll ever actually step in. And if they're getting this bad, he's in to stop them. Sounds like another uh, compel of an aspect. If you'd like to take a fate point, awesome. Uh, so does that mean some people aren't taking their share? Because uh, we'll take their share. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm still taking my share. <laughs> well, all right then. Once you've uh, done whatever it is you feel you need to do, come on back to um, the tea house. Our good friend Manuel here can set you up, settle it all right. I'll just guess on the dress code, but thank you for your help. Yeah, I gotta say that there's a cross-section of people there, and I'm not certain precisely what you should be wearing. Okay. Okay. So, what do you want to do? Catch up! <laughs> I have a mild consequence I want to take care of. How do we take care of it? Stress. Uh, you just need to... Uh, recovery scene. Just something reasonable. Can we do a recovery scene of us, like, planning how we're going to murder this guy? Yeah. 
yeah, that makes sense. Does anybody have like an aspect that might be a place that you would go to, or? Um... Well, I would figure with my character, I would have my own shop. You could go there. Ooh. Nice. Okay. So yeah. Um, so you should write in maybe that might be in your background or your inciting incident that you have um, a shop that you work at or maybe something happened to your shop and that establishes that the shop exists and uh, yeah everybody can go there and go for a recovery scene sorry do you sell explosive well we have been sold much for a little while but I'm sure I could find something maybe even a Okay, so at the end of... So we've just ended this scene. And so everybody clears out all of your stress boxes. And then if you spend the rest of the day planning your uh, business and hanging out at uh, Poe's shop, everybody can clear one mild consequence. Wait, 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 wait. Is Poe's shop a noodle shop? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's, that's Poe's dad's shop oh can we go hang at your dad's shops yeah like food is good we can stop by you know it's fine definitely get the um, dang what is it secret noodle sauce yeah it's secret noodle soup there you go you guys just want made me want noodles now oh, <laughs> I know and I want noodles so bad I want some, like, war wonton. See, the benefit oh, of being Chinese is that there's almost always soup and noodles in my house somewhere. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. We do a different one-shot every month, and I hope you check out our next one. Please rate and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK, and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. Also, if you want monthly releases of homebrew content, pledge to our Patreon as a $3 minstrel, at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Uh, As usual, Tim is correct. You can only check a single box on a single hit, and then otherwise you need to start taking consequences. I have done an obscene amount of fate in my time. I should just mention... Or I'm not. What is a Jafif? <laughs> Whoops. I'm gonna save that to a JPEG. You were trying to save it as a GIF, but you decided to go for Jeff. And this is what happens. No, it's just an image. It's not moving. Discord's mad at me. It doesn't want this image. Fight it! Fight Discord! Come on, Discord!